the wellness revolution starts now. Welcome to the program. I'm Dr. Don Ellsworth, and today we're going to be talking about a new program we have for postpartum depression. And postpartum depression is something that is more common than you may think. And we'll talk about what causes it, some things that can be done to treat it. Some of the things can be done without any medications or supplements, but many of the folks, of course, who come to see us will have more significant symptoms and need some additional help. But postpartum depression is something that is unfortunately timed at a time when, you know, it's a joyous occasion. You're welcoming a new member into your family. And 10 to 20% of women actually experience postpartum depression, which is obviously a lot of women. Now, a lot of women experience a much milder variation of that that some people call the baby blues. And what we're really just talking about here is more of a letdown I mean, we all know that if you've had a big event going on and when it's over, we all kind of feel blah, you know, because we've been running and doing something, whether it's a big test or a deadline at work. Well, think about the, you know, this is a marathon, nine months you've been working, uh, your body's been changing and you've been carrying around a lot of extra weight and all the emotions going on with that process and then you suddenly deliver a baby. It's a huge switch. And I think so, that's just a mild physiologic variation of feeling kind of blah. And women often adjust within a week, 10 days. And it's just maybe a, a feeling a little sad, a little tired. But that's not what we're talking about with postpartum depression. Postpartum depression is more of the significant depression symptoms that we all have heard about. And this can go on up to a year after the baby is born. And so we're talking about a major disruption and major health concern. But you all know the classic symptoms of depression, you know, feeling worthless, feeling guilty, everything's negative. You're thinking about your life not being worth living, suicidal thoughts, you know, the lack of attachment to the baby may be an issue going on. And when women are in that situation, of course, it's very disturbing to them. It's very disturbing to the family. And traditionally, doctors have really tried to help, and there's been some limited success with the tools they've used. But one of the tools that has been the most popular are antidepressants, which if you think about it, you're dealing with a very strongly hormonal situation, but you're not using hormones. So it's always been a bit odd that we've addressed issues like postpartum depression using something that is maybe artificially changing some neurotransmitters, but not treating the root issue. That's actually becoming more of a backstage treatment these days. But just to complete the thought, doctors have also done something that we do like, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and I'll come back to that later. And they've, in extreme cases, even used electroconvulsant therapy, which the shock treatments. Believe it or not, that's still out there and occasionally used. More recently, they've actually come up with a synthetic form of the hormone um, allopregnenolone. It's an IV therapy, and it's quite expensive, and it's not very easy to use since it's intravenous. But what's interesting is as time goes on, doctors are actually, or the pharmaceutical world, is starting to hone in on the way we've been thinking about addressing postpartum issues all along, which is hormonally. 
And at the Hotel Health and Wellness Center, what we generally think about is what is the underlying reason for somebody not feeling well? And if the person is having a problem after they've delivered a baby, could it have something to do with the hormones? And that is obviously the case. And a lot of things actually fluctuate. And I'd like to kind of go through a, a list of some of the things that frequently cause postpartum depression and then come back to them and dig into them a bit deeper. But one is going to be thyroid, and associated with that is autoimmune thyroiditis. And low hormones, particularly progesterone, but also pregnenolone, oxytocin, estrogen. And there's quite a few vitamins that can be out of balance as well. You can actually get low on omega-3s, on B vitamins, particularly B12 and folate. Zinc can be low. You can have issues with um, low vitamin D. And interestingly, one excess can occur, too much copper. That's actually surprisingly common. And there are some toxins like bisphenol A and phthalates can cause problems with postpartum depression. But let's go to thyroid. And those of you who know anything about the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center know that we think about thyroid in part because since every cell in our body is controlled by the thyroid, if, the, if it's off, it affects us in dramatic ways. And every cell includes our brain cells. And if there's sluggish thyroid activity, it's going to affect the brain in a huge way. It's going to affect mood. It's going to make us feel tired. And postpartum depression is very commonly related to the thyroid. Now, why would thyroid issues be so common postpartum? There's a lot of changes that go on in the body that affect the thyroid during pregnancy. One is that the hormone that actually is involved in transporting thyroid goes up dramatically. It's called thyroid binding globulin, and it actually takes out the thyroid out of the circulation to some degree. And with that, there's usually a need if women go into pregnancy on thyroid medications, the dose usually has to be increased during pregnancy to keep the levels even. And then postpartum, there's all these surges and changes. And there's also levels that change in our, the body with autoimmune thyroid antibodies. And I'll come back to that. But we know that the active form of thyroid called T3, it will actually drop after delivery. And when T3 levels drop, guess what happens? Well, if thyroid is involved in having energy and the cells aren't able to do their thing in the brain, women are gonna feel blah and tired. And we know from studies that adding even fairly low doses of T3 to women who have fairly mild low levels, in other words, it's not off the chart, it's not extremely low, it's just below optimum, that they get relief from their postpartum depression with something that simple. Now, the thing that really is the biggest roadblock in this area is the fact that the medical community looks at levels and often sees something within a range and doesn't ask the question, is that optimal? As much as they just ask the question, is it within the range? And you can be within the range for thyroid, that's the wide range, and not be in the optimal area. And that's just something that isn't really discussed much in medicine. And really, they usually only check the TSH level. Whereas if you check the free T3, the free T4, and perhaps the reverse T3 and the antibody levels, you get a lot more information. And so thyroid can be extremely useful at helping women with postpartum depression. And we find that 
if you give what most doctors use, which you may be familiar, levothyroxine or Synthroid is what most doctors use when they see low thyroid. Now, the problem with low thyroid being treated with the form, the inactive form of thyroid, which is levothyroxine, is it's counting on your body's ability to make the active form. You're not in a good place to do that postpartum. So women don't do nearly as well on levothyroxine as they do on what we typically use, which is either T3 by itself or the combination of T3 with T4. And again, it's a simple solution, but it often gets overlooked. And postpartum depression, you need to have optimal thyroid function. It's absolutely critical. And if you go into pregnancy having post, having Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you're also much more likely to develop postpartum depression. Unfortunately, most women don't know they have Hashimoto's thyroiditis because their doctor's not checking for it. But that's a simple test, by the way, that you could easily do. And we do when women come to see us for possible postpartum depression. But if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, that also is going to increase your risk of problems. But again, it is absolutely treatable. There's some additional things you want to do when you have Hashimoto's, and that would include things like working on the gut, maybe eliminating certain foods. Gluten in particular with Hashimoto's thyroiditis causes more problems. So wheat and it may not look sound like it's related, but consuming wheat can actually make the problem worse. So some simple dietary changes can make a big impact postpartum. But thyroid is just one of the hormones that typically is off. Now, progesterone actually has its name from pregnancy, progestation, which goes up tenfold during pregnancy. So this a lot of the fluid retention that can occur during pregnancy is because the levels of progesterone are so high that it's actually causing a little extra fluid. But progesterone is often thought of as the feel-good hormone. Women feel more relaxed. They feel uh, less anxious when they have a good progesterone level. And it's funny how this is common knowledge in the medical literature, but I don't think most doctors get a chance to experience that because in their training, they don't use progesterone regularly, but progesterone really is one of the things that women feel so much better with. Postpartum, they have that dramatic drop in progesterone and just adding the progesterone back in often does tremendous things. It's not unusual, though, for postpartum depression to require higher doses of progesterone than you might think. And part of that is because you're trying to get these high levels of this metabolite called allopregnenolone. And that, that is a wonderful way to help calm the body and women, again, feel so much better. And we're talking about the natural hormone that's naturally in the body. And if you think about that, why would you start anywhere else? This is you're talking thyroid naturally there, progesterone naturally there, and the right dose of progesterone typically makes a significant difference. And the the impact of both of these can be reasonably quick. We're talking within days, women can start seeing some positive changes. Now, if you're low on estrogen postpartum, that's actually been found to be helpful as well. And similarly, there's a few other things that we use. We actually compound and use oxytocin, which is another hormone that our body makes that also has a nice calming effect. And again, this is not a commonly used hormone by most doctors, but it's a great tool. And pregnenolone itself, which is sometimes thought of as the mother hormone because it's the first thing made from cholesterol, 
that has some great impacts as well. It's nice and calming, tends to give a little energy. And these are just some of the simple things that you can do with the hormones that make a big impact. But there are some lifestyle things that you always want to do whenever you're dealing with anybody who's not feeling well, and that includes postpartum depression. One of them is getting out in the sun. And some people think that when I say get out in the sun that I'm mainly thinking of making vitamin D, and that is part of it. But did you know that our eyes actually need to have sunlight coming in for us to have a good mood? It's actually been shown that if we don't, we will all get depressed. It's not just those with the so-called seasonal affective disorder or SAD. Somebody was being kind of cute there when they came up with that name. But the seasonal affective disorder from not getting enough sun is actually something that we all are going to be prone to. And the people who usually have that diagnosis are the ones who are the most sensitive but if you go into an environment like if you're in the Scandinavia or the working on the Alaskan pipeline or somewhere where you don't see the sun for a long period of time, everybody will have a problem. They'll start getting tired. They'll get grumpy. They'll get depressed. And so you know what they do about that? They get some bright lights and they put them all around the place. They, they have the buildings with really good lights. They'll often have some whole, some panels you can stand in front of and get some light and, you know, that's as effective as antidepressants, according to clinical studies. Not that antidepressants, honestly, are all that effective, but that's how powerful just getting light is. And for those who you may be thinking, well, I live in an area where there's not any sunlight because I live far north or it's often cloudy. Well, you can actually buy lights online that are going to simulate that. In fact, if you go to Amazon and put lights for depression, you'll see that there's a whole host of lights that you can put in front of you for about an hour in the morning. And that alone makes a tremendous difference. And of course, you want to eat healthy. You want to be exercising. And by the way, when you're depressed, you typically don't want to exercise, right? So you, you may need to kind of push yourself, but just get moving, just go out and walk. And if you think about it, if you go walking, you're going to be moving. And if you ask a friend to walk with you, you'll then have a relationship that helps with mood and you get some sunlight that's going to help you with your mood. So you want to combine as many things as possible to get things going because these little tweaks make all the difference in the world. Some the, the sitting in a, at home, not getting sunlight, not eating well and being by yourself is like the worst thing you can do. So those of you around a woman who's dealing with postpartum depression, encourage her to go for a walk with you. And if she's not up to doing that, just buy the lights and put them in front of her, or at least get her to go outside and sit on the porch and get some bright light because that really makes a huge impact. And cognitive behavioral therapy, I highly recommend the book by David Burns called Feeling Good the new mood therapy. And again, that's an old book. It's been available for quite some time. But the interesting thing that that's been shown to be more effective than anything else at treating depression and anxiety. I don't know of anything that's been shown to be as effective as that therapy. And it's free for the cost of buying the book and doing the exercises in the book. It makes a huge impact with no drugs, no supplements even. And if you can, you know, again, the more things you combine, the better. So these are some great tools. Now, we also check when a woman comes in with postpartum depression, the nutrient status, and we're going to be particularly sensitive to things like low omega-3s, low levels of zinc, and we're going to be repleting uh, the B vitamins, 
So we're going to put all women on a comprehensive package of nutrients. And we're also actually directly measuring copper. And we check something called ceruloplasm, which is a carrier protein for copper. And again, that can go, that can be high in women with postpartum depression. And there's ways to lower that. Uh, for example, you know, zinc is one of the ways you can lower excess copper and you can go in a low copper diet. But we have found that when you just go after the main issues, low hormones, low nutrients, low vitamins, get rid of the copper or lower the copper, you can't get rid of all of it, that women will improve with postpartum depression. And that's far superior than some of the extreme things that have been done in the past. For example, antidepressants, even if they do give you relief, they have quite a few side effects. And if you don't know about the fact that they're habit-forming, they actually are. We didn't know this back in the day. For a while, we thought antidepressants were completely harmless, and we saw them as something that anyone could take and easily get off of. Well, it turns off they're actually not easy to get off of at all. And that's one downside of antidepressants. But you often, it blunts the way you feel. You might not feel the normal range of emotions. You could even have issues of feeling kind of restless. It's not uncommon for women to actually have more anxiety when they take an antidepressant. So there's a lot of reasons to want to go really, really, really slow at using an antidepressant. And, you know, generally in our, our mindset is not avoid chemicals that are foreign to the body at all costs, but use them as a last resort. Don't, don't go to them as your first tool. Do all the natural things first. Because if you can avoid getting on something that will ultimately require a fairly long and 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 now we're talking over months weaning process to get off of, you know that's a good day, and it's it's always nice to not need to be on that, and it may be um, make it harder to breastfeed, but all in all, we have a lot of wonderful tools that help with postpartum depression. So, folks, you don't have to live with postpartum depression. So moms, if you're worried that you might be getting postpartum depression, please take note of this. And if you feel like you're developing issues, reach out to us. We want to help you. And husbands and sisters, and brothers, family members, if you see a loved one suffering with postpartum depression, there are answers. And there are answers that do not involve any harsh drugs or chemicals there's some simple solutions that are available. So scan the QR code on the screen to receive a free copy of any of Dr. Hotze's best-selling eBooks located on our website, which is hotzehwc.com. And as always, if you are interested in a complimentary consultation with our wellness consultants, you can give us a call at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698. 8698 and get a complimentary copy of Dr. Hotze's book, Hormones, Health, and Happiness. Basically, hypothyroidism, low hormones like progesterone, these are things we think about on a daily basis, and we really feel privileged to be able to help people with these problems. And in the functional medicine world, we find that we can often get results that you really only get when you treat the underlying issue. So I would encourage you to, to come and have the root issues addressed, and we would be privileged to help you. At Physicians Preference Pharmacy, we believe that prescription drugs are commonly overprescribed, treating symptoms only rather than addressing the underlying condition. 
These drugs offer a temporary fix, but they don't solve the root cause of the problem. Our approach is not about overloading people with medications that offer only a temporary fix. It is so important to recognize that you do not get sick because you have a low level of pharmaceutical drugs in your blood. You get sick because you are deficient in something or because your body is not in balance. As part of your healthcare team, we work with your doctor to restore that healthy balance. Sometimes this means replacing hormones, vitamins, nutrients, or even antioxidants. So how is this different than traditional treatment? Rather than covering up the symptoms with yet another medication, we work to replenish the body, restoring your health and restoring your wellness. Information provided on this program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this program is at the listener's discretion.